Why doesn't Hashem listen to my prayers? The first part of the answer is the assumption that your prayers are not being answered is based on your assessment. It's based on your judgment, it's based on your perspective. How do you know whether your prayers are being answered? Certainly, to expect to see a prayer answered according to your specifications, by your timeline and your particular fashion and form, is very simplistic. But you don't know that your prayers are not being answered. You don't see how your prayers are being answered. I want to answer this question carefully. The first thing is that it is basic to our amunah. It's one of the Yudimalikim, actually. One of the 13 principles of faith. That prayer works. With a very specific focus. Only Him. You daven only to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to nobody else. Because only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can answer our prayers because He's the only Balabayas. In addition, prayer is a very, very important mitzvah that the gave us, which is not only permission to ask for our needs, it's a command, it's a requirement to ask for our needs. Hashem wants us to come to Him and ask. The Gemara says, The Lashna HaKadosh Baruch Hu mit'aveh. Sometimes Hashem doesn't give us something because He simply wants us to ask for it. There's a beautiful story with the Baal Shem Tev, which I don't have time to say at the moment, where the Baal Shem Tev forced a Jew to pray. A Jew who decided he would never ask Hashem for anything. The Baal Shem Tev forced him to pray because the Baal Shem Tev saw that this man was destined to receive a great bracha, but he wouldn't get it unless he asked. Hashem wants us to ask. And when we ask for our needs, there are two components to it. The first component, obviously, is you ask for your needs, and the Ebesha gives you what you want. And the deeper component is that in asking Hashem for our needs, we're simply connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Prayer itself is a tefillah. Like it says in Hasidus, that the word tefillah and the word or naftali, to bind. And this is part of the reason, or the deeper reason, why Hashem wants us to ask for things and just, just doesn't give, it's because in asking Him, we're connecting to Him. And this is very, very important that we should reach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and ask Him for our needs. And yes, He'll give us what we ask or He gives us what we ask. But the foundation is that we have to ask. So there's two things here. Number one, and I'm saying it now in reverse, that in praying, we're connecting to Hashem, which is the deeper and the more mystical idea of prayer. And that's always very real. And number two, of asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the things that we need. And then, of course, we wonder why the Abishta isn't answering us. Now, I saw in the Maim Echsidis where the Rebbe writes that there's no such thing as a prayer that goes unanswered. Every prayer is answered. Sometimes we don't necessarily see the answer for the prayer physically for all kinds of different reasons, but every prayer is answered. In other words, when you ask him for something, he gives it. The question is how it reaches us and what it reaches us and when it reaches us. It's critically important to understand what we do when we pray. When we pray, we are asking Hashem for things, but in asking Hashem for things, we're connecting to Him. That itself is the thing. The thing of prayer is that connection. In other words, we don't have a relationship with Hashem like a spoiled child. 
we don't have a relationship with Hashem, which is all about what have you done for me lately, and if you're not going to give it to me, then I'm going to lay down on the floor and kick with my feet and ignore you. We daven to HaKadosh Baruch because we believe in His imminence, in His ever-presence. And in praying, we're getting something immediate, which is really the most important thing from the prayer, which is the connection itself. And the connection to HaKadosh Baruch besides for the religious and spiritual benefit and value and worth, is also the ultimate comforter. The connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the blessing. Having a relationship with Eibish that gives us the koyach to deal with the challenges that we're coming to him to pray about. So as, as sincere religious people, and that's what we are, sincere religious people, when we're davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the davening itself is the answer to the prayer. But we do want our prayers answered. And we want our prayers answered from our point of view, not from his perspective. So I'll share another thought, which is mentioned in the Gemara, Mesechta Barachas, it's a Rashi, which is very interesting Rashi, which is very important to, uh, I think, to pay attention to. The Chazal say that there were certain things that people are all guilty of. We're all guilty of certain sins or quasi-sins or so on and so forth. And one of them is called Iyun Tfilo. Iyun Tfilo is understood in convention davening with a lack of kavana. Rashi says that Iyun Tfilo means something altogether differently. Iyun Tfilo means ask God for something and you sit, sit and watch and see how he delivers. The Abishta's method of operating, operating is always camouflaged, unless you're a big tzaddik, in which case you merit revealed miracles. Or you've done an act of great sacrifice in the sin of Snefesh. As a rule, when you ask Hashem for something in prayer and He gives it to you, He doesn't give it to you as a miracle. He gives it to you within the ebb of flow of life. You don't even see it coming to you. It happens imperceptibly. So the Rashi says, when you stand and challenge Hashem to show you His bracha, that's a sin. It's almost as if you're not letting Him give you what He needs to give. The way prayer works is, number one, in prayer we connect to HaKadosh Baruch. Number two, in prayer we ask Him for things and we let Him deliver it in His way and by His timetable. Now, I, I don't know what the right language is. I'm not enough of a believer or I'm not enough of a simpleton or maybe I'm not enough of either. But I understand the concept of a person praying and the Abish are not answering for all kinds of reasons, right? It says in Sfarim that not every person can get every bracha. And when you push to get one bracha, Excessively, like wealth, for example, it's at the expense of another bracha, like life, health, longevity, children. You shouldn't push too hard because the Abishta's world is designed that everybody has certain brachas. Not everybody has all brachas. We would like to all have all brachas. And uh, the Abishta gives us the brachas which we can get. But I'm not God and I'm not going to go into trying to explain how the Abishta gives which brachas to whom. But there's another factor which is very, very real. That if people would have a little faith and a little patience and look at their lives over long periods as opposed to over five minutes or five days, they will see that much or all of what they ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu grants. But He grants it in His way. He grants it in his way, meaning to say you don't even realize that it came from HaKadosh Baruch it becomes a part of your life. And what you daven for, you get. And what often happens is you get so 
caught up in davening for one thing and you get that and it's at the expense of other things. Now, I'm not trying to make davening into something that should frighten us. We shouldn't. A person has to ask a Kaddish Baruch for his needs. And a person has to expect that the Abisha should give him what he asks for, what he, deliver what, what the things that we request. But we must appreciate that Merubim Tzachiyach, we have many, many needs. And amongst those needs are not just simple material things. Even if they're as basic as health and as panos, we have many other needs, deeper needs, more important needs, which is not just life, but what we do with life. What we do, you know, the Rebbe used to say to people all the time, what's the value of wealth if it goes away from medical expenses and lawyers' fees? That's also part of the scheme of what's good and bad in our lives and what the Ebishtah gives us and the Ebishtah doesn't give us. A person has all the money in the world and has nothing else is a severely impoverished human being. Now for a person who has other brachas and doesn't have wealth, it's kind of difficult to see it that way, but that's the fact of life. So we have to appreciate the totality of prayer. And number one, prayer is its own reward, the connection to Hashem. Because when we daven to Hashem, like I said, we're not just a spoil, spoiled child who's putting his credit card into the ATM and hoping the money will come out because my parents keep putting more money into my account. But it's about the relationship itself. And number two, to appreciate that we have so many needs. We ask Hashem for many needs. And we have to remember that all those needs have to come together in our lives in a healthy way, in a vibrant way, and in a successful way, which means not just that we have plenty, but we have plenty to live for. After you have all the Gashmir Tebrachas in the world, now you have to live to be a Jew. You have to have meaning, you have to have purpose, you have to have service. And we have to have patience. And if you look back at your life, as I do, you will see, we all see so many Brachas that came to us imperceptibly over long periods of time. We daven and we daven and the Ebishta hears our prayers. And the Ebishta should give us the wisdom to know what to ask for and to know how to ask it, and then to thank Hashem for all the brachas that He gives us. Mm-hmm.